0: VegCast.
1: 32 flavors of
0: VegCast.
1: I'm Vance, and once again I will be your host for
0: Cast. A full menu from first to last.
1: Yes, it's another full menu of VegCast, the first VegCast for October 2007, and what a VegCast it is on this edition of the Veggie Podcast. We have as our guest Dr. John McDougall, the world-renowned physician, lecturer, researcher, entertainer, uh, processed food, entrepreneur, DVD personality, and so much more. He'll be talking about his efforts to get the word out about vegetarian nutrition uh, to a sometimes unwilling public, and he has some very strongly worded opinions on how we can do that and why we must stop apologizing for trying to get that word out. Uh, As you know, Dr. John McDougall has a line of instant soups available, and we'll be listening to a song that seems to be on that very topic as our musical selection for this VegCast. And as always, of course, we will have a science fact for your infotainment and edification. So for this first VegCast of October 2007... I'm Vance, and I invite you to uh, sit back, relax, turn up your MP3 player, and listen to this edition of Veg. Okay, we're going to get right into that interview without too much ado, but I just wanted to say as preamble that Dr. McDougal's publisher did send me a list of proposed questions uh, that I could ask during the interview, and due to uh, some platform issues, I was not able to open the email, and uh, got him to resend it, and long and the short of it is that Uh, By the time I had gotten the revised version, I was already uh, recording the interview, so I failed to ask the correct questions, but I think we got into some interesting discussion anyway and see if you agree. Here is my interview with Dr. John McDougall. I'd like to welcome to VegCast Dr. John McDougall, a leading health and nutrition authority out there in the vegetarian community and the world at large. Uh, Dr. McDougall, welcome to VegCast.
2: Well, thank you. It's nice to be talking to people who want to hear my message.
1: Well, sure. And uh, for a long time, uh, you have been uh, talking about and testing and and, uh, talking the talk and walking the walk, so to speak, on uh, the health benefits of a vegan diet. Uh, And I hear now that you have a new DVD coming out called Dr. McDougall Made Irresistible.
2: Yeah, it's McDo- actually, actually it's just plain on McDougal Made Irresistible. Okay. We saw that through our website, and it's a, kind of a follow-up on McDougal Made Easy, which was the first one that right. Mary and I did together in our kitchen here in our home, professionally recorded, and uh, it has 14 recipes that Mary prepares and 14 discussions that I do. And so, you know, on the two DVDs with this theme, we have 28 recipes that uh, Know meals that people can make and recipes to put together, and also twenty-eight powerful health messages. So that's available on our site, which is McDougal dot com.
1: Now, let me ask you: You have uh, certainly a message that some Americans may not want to hear, which is that a lot of the things that they like to eat, like uh, cheeseburgers, French fries, and so forth, if they really are serious about uh, their bodies, those they're they're going to have to do something about that. So how? How do you go about trying to take this uh, maybe uh, somewhat austere message and making it fun and, uh, you know, uh, making it something that people want to get into?
2: That's a tough one. I mean, I've spent 35 years trying to do that. And actually, I've kind of given up, to tell you the truth. Is I used to, as a medical doctor, I used to be just focused on getting my patients or people healthy, getting them off their blood pressure pills and their diabetic medications and their cholesterol medications, get them to lose weight, bowels functioning good, keep from dying prematurely of uh, dietary cancers and heart disease. That used to be my whole focus, but, you know, I don't really care anymore. They could just die. I really don't care. <laughs> i tell you the truth. I mean, really. Uh, but uh, but there's another issue that has taken over my my concern is that these people are polluting my world. And, you know, I'm very concerned, and that's why I'm becoming more active again, I'm very concerned about the fact that they're ruining the opportunity for my grandchildren to have a future by their crummy diet. Right. And so you know, I'm, I'm about. I'm here to tell them, you can't do that. You want to kill yourself? Fine, do it. I don't really care. But you want to kill the world around me, my personal world? Nah, it's not allowed. And I, I encourage every person who's interested in good health, be you a vegetarian or not, who understand this message, understands the message of planetary pollution. Due to the uh, the excessive eating habits of people in this world, for you to stand up, no longer tolerate these people, step on them or step over them, doesn't wow. matter. Just don't put up with it.
1: Okay, well that's that's kind of a, a strong message. It, uh, I mean, most.
2: You think I was clear and strong about that?
1: I think that you were. I mean,
2: okay. Then, you, then I guess I probably really mean it.
1: Well, I can understand that it must be frustrating to have. Uh, you know the science and uh, everything behind you, and yet when you try to get make a logical uh, statement to somebody who's coming from a mainstream viewpoint, they're oh that's those vegetarians are so you know emotional, and when when it's really them who are emotionally attached to this kind of destructive lifestyle, so it must be it's, get it's frustrating.
2: It's not just emotionally attached; they're ignorant. And uh, they have a huge amount of money behind them, which is just escalating this war tremendously. It used to be that you didn't hear much about protein and eating meat and how good eating butter was for you and eggs and cheese. But now the industry, as far as I can tell, they're behind it, has taken an active role and tried to quiet down the plant-based diet movement. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they have all the money, so they get to do it. I mean, they get to say whatever they want. And a lot of people out there want to hear that message, so they're listening loudly. But it still doesn't make it true. It still doesn't make it any less hurtful. So uh, we just need to stand up and just no longer be politically correct, no longer be nice about it, and just say, you people are destructive, you're lying, and you're hurting us. So it's not going to be tolerated anymore.
1: Okay. Well, obviously, uh, you know, giving a message that we're not going to take it anymore or stop doing that, that's yeah. one side of the equation. But you've also, you know, with your, your kind of how-to videos and your lines of, of foods uh, that are out there, you're, you're supplying the other side by kind of saying, look, it's not that hard. Look at uh, this stuff right here. You can do this. You can eat this. Yeah. And uh, do you consider that a, a crucial component oh. to have as well?
2: That's how I've spent the whole, my last 35 years. Right. Uh, You know, trying to help people in a very positive manner. I'm still trying to help them in a very positive manner. We run uh, 10-day live-in programs where we teach people how to change their diet. We teach them how to uh, enjoy the foods. I help them get off their medications in a very professional way. I'm a medical doctor. And uh, we run uh, adventure trips to Costa Rica to get people involved in thinking about this. But, uh, you know, and it's very positive. We're helping a lot of people. I just uh, you know, I just uh, started out by taking a new position in life, and that is that we do not need to be on the defensive, and we can't be on the defensive anymore. We have to take what we know as as the truth and it is the truth, our diet and lifestyle message, and we have to get the rest of the public to understand this. It's absolutely crucial. Uh, you know, I, I understand how, what you mean about my lifelong mission being trying to help people get their own health back. It hasn't worked, plain and simple. They're getting fatter and sicker all the time. And, it, by the way, it's, it's, it's become a, a, an issue of national security, too. If you take a look at the people in this country and how fat and sloppy and sick they are, I mean, they really cannot defend themselves, if they had to, against an invading population of people. You know, wow. you look at the rest of the world, and, you know, they're getting sicker. Hopefully they get sick fast enough so we don't have to deal with this. But the rest of the population of the world uh, who lives primarily on a plant-based diet, I mean, they're vigorous and active and strong and so on. And, you know, people worry about them posing a threat to us. Well, the threat's internal, too, in the sense that right. we couldn't possibly defend ourselves as fat and sick as we are against anybody who is interested in taking over our way of life. This is a serious matter. We have right. a serious, serious message to deliver to other people in our country that this just can't go on.
1: Let me just go to that point about other people in the world. And, uh, you know, even if, if you write off Americans, and say, you know, there's no hope for them, the one of the sad facts is that these plant-based uh, cultures, or largely plant-based, right. are, as time goes on, more and more trying to adopt American lifestyles and change their indigenous patterns to uh, to actually become more like us, and are do you have any, uh, like, suggestion or quick fix for how we could stop that tide from going in that direction?
2: Oh, I don't know. I don't know of a quick fix. I... You would think information would be enough, but yes, the Chinese government is actively involved in getting the Chinese people who are lactose intolerant to consume more dairy products, a lot more dairy products. Again, it's just money and industry talking here, not not the health and the welfare of the Chinese people. All over the world, uh, the high-fat, high-meat, high-dairy, junk food American diet is uh, becoming the norm. Now, I don't really know how to stop it, Uh, I don't have any, you know, sometimes I don't even have any hope for the fact that we've stopped it, except for the fact that there are an awful lot of intelligent people who know the truth. And we have so many roads of communication that I really do think we can win this battle. I really think we can get things straightened out in terms of planetary problems, in terms of the health problems in this world. But it's going to take the people who know, who are the people who have the responsibility, to stand up and do something about it.
1: And so you're you've been standing up and doing this for a long time, and you're uh, making... along with a
2: lot of other people. I mean, I haven't been the only one. I've I've been able to you know to have some access to the you know the public's mind. But there have been a lot of other great people who are still doing it, and uh, you know are are trying to make a difference. We just have to we just have to become even more active. It's just so crucial.
1: Well, what would you say for the average person who's not you know doesn't have Your breadth of knowledge of the science behind this, and to what if they're sitting home listening at this to this right now, what what would be like the top one or two things that they could do right away?
2: Well, they need to get their own act in order. You know, they need to get informed themselves. They need to get their personal diet straightened around so that they can share with others because you can't teach a message that you do not follow. So the first thing is to you know if you if you are, are on the edge as far as changing your diet, you've been working on it for a long time, but you just can't give up that chicken, that cheese, that, cheese, uh, that fish, you just haven't been able to get it up, give it up in the past, for whatever reason, now's the time to act, you know, okay. it's not just your health, it's everything that counts, so give it up, get your act in order, get your health in strong, and start going out and sharing the message, okay. with your family, share it with your neighbors, share it with your church members, share it with everybody, and uh, share it with a very, very... Uh, a very strong attitude that this needs to be addressed. It can't be shoveled under the mattress anymore. It's got to be addressed. We've got to make these changes and stand up in your community and teach and be an example and be uh, be very definite about what has to be done. Not not in, and no more be apologetic.
1: Okay, can can you even give an example of the kind of things that people say that kind of may come across as being undefensive and what how. You could turn that around to well, you know, you know I mean,
2: people say people will tell you all the time uh, you can't get your protein unless you eat meat. Okay, I mean, that's, right. that's, you hear that all day long. I'm sure everybody who's trying to share a good message with people uh, they hear you can't get your calcium without drinking milk.
0: Right.
2: You need to, you need to stand up and say that's absolutely untrue, and here's the evidence for it. And if you believe it's true, then you support support what you say by giving your evidence. In right. other words, don't take it don't take it without Uh, without counteracting these people. And if you want to make it easy, you just go to my website, and there's a section there called Hot Topics. And under that Hot Topics, you can look up protein, for example, and there's an article there that says, when friends ask, where do I get my protein? When friends ask, why did you give up meat? When friends ask, where do you get your calcium? When friends ask, why did you stop eating dairy? When friends ask, why don't you pour oil all over your food? You know, and it's right there in concise articles. I've written it so people can read it, they can right. print it out, they can hand it out. But don't just, uh, you know, say to people, well, you know, uh, I think I can get enough protein. I mean, go after them. Make them challenge them. Make them rethink. Make them defend what they're doing. I think it's important, like I say, uh, this, this argument, this issue of, uh, of people saying, well, you can't, you can't get adequate nutrition from a plant-food-based diet. I mean, this has been disproven and public knowledge for 50, 60 years. Right. Uh, It's just a matter of of inaction on the part of us who do know better. We can't be inactive anymore. We have to get out there and tell the public that they're living under a lie. And look at them. Point to their fat, protruding bellies and say, you're living under a lie. Fix it.
1: Right. And I mean, we're we're basically being too courteous and too polite. Absolutely. Stop
2: being polite. Okay. Too much is at stake. Too much is at stake. It's not just them dying. If everything's at stake, we've got to get this fixed.
1: Okay. Um, just since uh, we're getting near the end of our time here, but I have to uh, press on the one thing that I think some of the vegans uh, like myself who listen uh, to you and are with you almost every step of the way, but we recoil when you say uh, the thing about oil, because how can we give up oil? It's not, a, it's not an ethical Imperative like meat and dairy, so it seems so much harder for us. Do you have any words of wisdom on? Well,
2: if you're tired of being fat, that? then uh-huh. give up the oil. The right. fat you eat, the fat you wear. If you're tired of having greasy skin, give up the oil. If you're tired of promoting cancer, give up the oil, which suppresses your immune system. Okay. You know, the oil is the oil is it it is an ethical issue in a sense. I mean, the oil is uh, is processed food. It's not natural.
0: Right. Okay. It's not,
2: it's not the way things are intended, in... Uh, to, to, for you to us to consume things, and so yeah, I, I'll tell you why it's really an ethical issue. Because when vegans stand up and, and preach a health message, and they're obese or overweight or sickly looking themselves, they can't convey the message.
0: Right. Okay.
2: So you need to you, vegans who are selling the oil need to get their personal picture in order so that they can share the rest of the message.
1: Well, that makes sense. And so uh, if if somebody wants to get the facts you would direct them to your website, which is
2: drmcdougall.com? Yeah, There's a wealth of free information there. Essentially, everything that you need is on the site for no cost at all. Right. Uh, we have DVDs that we sell and books that we sell, but, I mean, if you want the information, it's there for nothing, just a matter of just going to look at it. Share it with everybody. There's a send a friends uh, a button right there to send to the home page to all your friends.
1: Okay, and I should also be sure to mention that you do have a line of uh, food products that uh, at least my local Whole Foods carries and my kids good, good. always enjoy uh, having your, your instant soups. Yes. So that's just another way that uh, you can kind of spread the message by having the actual food and saying, you know, this try this. this isn't, right. This isn't also bad at we have,
2: all. We have a new book out, which is uh, uh, for the purpose of this interview, at least in part, which is Dr. McDougall's Digestive Tune-Up. Uh-huh which is really a fun book about the intestinal tract. I mean, really a fun book.
1: Okay. So people
2: enjoy it tremendously. That can be bought in the bookstores or through our website.
1: All right. Well, if anyone can make the uh, intestinal tract fun, it would be you, sir.
2: It is fun. It is humorous. It is great pictures. Uh, I have to say that uh, universally people who read the book are, are really impressed. It's a it's a, a, a no-stop read. That's hard to believe I know about the intestinal tract, but it's one of those books you pick up and don't sit down.
1: Okay. Well, if I had not, uh, if I had not already seen you in person enough times to have a sense of your ability to, uh, to convey information in, a, in an appealing way, I probably would be, like, uh, scoffing at this. But I, I actually yep. think that it probably is a very fun read, and I'll check it out myself. So uh, we're out of time, but uh, I want to say again thank you for taking time out to be with us here on VegCast.
2: Well, thanks for giving me the opportunity to tell people how I feel right now about things. I'm really concerned.
1: Okay. Well, thank you, Dr. John McDougall.
2: Bye-bye.
0: A squash, a carrot, a leek, and an onion We can make soup And what can we do with guests on their way For pasta, frozen green beans, garlic, cider, and prunes. You can make soup. I knew it. And what can you do when you're all snowed in and everybody's tired of watching old cartoons? Say what? You can make soup. Uh-huh. We can make some soup. do when they're tired of sucking astronaut food out of tubes, they can make soup. Oh, what can we do with the thing in the back of the fridge? It's been sitting there and no one is sure what it is. We can make soup. Oh, yeah.
1: Yes, that is Green Beings making yet another appearance here on VegCast with We Can Make Soup, which those astute listeners out there will recognize was in tribute to John McDougall's line of soups, which, uh, as I was saying, my children and I uh, often enjoy uh, for lunch on a weekend when you just want to have something nutritious that's quick to make. Uh, not that this is a commercial for those soups or anything, but it is a catchy tune, I have to say. And now it's time for... science. Our science fact for this episode in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Fruits and veggies team up to fight breast cancer. This is from the American Institute for Cancer Research. When it comes to recurrence, breast cancer survivors can do a lot more than cross their fingers, according to a recent study. The study tracked female breast cancer survivors starting two years after their recovery. Breast cancer recurrence was lower for survivors who ate a diet rich in fruits and vegetables after treatment compared to survivors who did not. Uh, the details on this after seven years of uh, following these people, the first group, the group eating a higher level of fruits and vegetables, demonstrated 43% less risk of developing breast cancer than the second. And they say eating fruits and vegetables raises blood levels of nutrients called carotenoids, which might be the reason the first group had lowered cancer risk. Yes, it might be, but what gets me is that these articles about the positive. Uh, properties in different plant foods, which I'm sure are accurate in and of themselves, never seem to mention other studies that might also shed some light on it. Uh, This study that I just read was from October this year. Here's one from November of last year that uh, we didn't get in a previous science fact, apparently. Diet rich in red meat doubles breast cancer risk women who eat red meat every day are almost twice as likely to develop certain types of breast cancer a long-term study published today has found this is from the uh, the Nurses Health Study uh, scientists who monitored 90,000 women for more than a decade found that those who ate a high di- high meat diet were much more prone to developing the hormonally reactive breast cancers which count for more than half of all breast cancers, so could we see even some question as to whether the uh, the positive effect that you're seeing from a given diet may be the fact that it does not contain as much red meat? It always seems that uh, scientists can only look at one thing at a time, and I realize that that is uh, the scientific method and that is what they're being paid to do. But uh, once they write up the reports, just a little nod that might say, you know, this might be all part of a bigger picture, where people need to eat more plant foods that have these benefits to them and less animal protein, which in study after study is found to have a detrimental effect on health. And maybe when they do start looking at the big picture like that and giving us more of the context for all of these things, we'll be able To rename this segment Science Pattern instead of just Science Fact. All right, we're about at the end of this particular VegCast, but before we go, I wanted to address a situation that has arisen since the last VegCast a few short weeks ago, and that is uh, the numerous... Uh, meat recalls that ha- seem to have been generally flying under the radar. Now, I thought of doing this as a science fact, and it is fact, but it's not a part of a you know peer-reviewed study, which is our standard for that segment. But it is something that certainly bears a certain amount of investigation by our nation's meat and dairy-addled journalistic community. In that. Uh, we had plenty of hullabaloo in the mainstream media when there was a spinach recall, when there was a big spinach recall, and of course peanut butter, uh, these plant-based foods uh, having to be recalled. Boy, that was a huge story. But meat, the very fact of it being so commonplace that meat is infected with fecal matter, is uh, makes it not all that news. It's a, it's a dog bites man kind of uh, situation, uh, but more to the point, the actual number of recalls coming on top of each other works in the meat industry's favor, especially if they're scheduled so well as these just coincidentally always seem to be, that the average consumer just has a vague concept that there's a recall. I would imagine that the average consumer is aware of the tops meat Recall. Uh, even if they don't remember that it was Tops, or they don't know that the company actually, one of the nation's largest meat producers, had to shut down because of this 21 million pound recall. But even if they're aware generally that there was this big recall for E. coli, uh, they probably did not hear about the one a week later from Cargill, a completely different uh, company, completely different recall, same problem, E. coli. Uh, Of course, same source, that uh, E. coli comes from the intestines that are being uh, slaughtered along with the meat. Um, And then there was another huge, huge recall by ConAgra of uh, chicken and turkey and then beef pot pies for salmonella. And now there's another recall by J&B Meats uh, that seems to be connected to the TOPS recall, but it is a whole additional amount of meat products. None of these are getting the play that one might expect from the fact that about 23 million pounds of meat has been recalled in the past three weeks uh, in four separate recalls. uh, And that these are coming from all over the country and they all have the same basic cause that our uh, industrial slaughter practices can't seem to keep animals' feces out of The meat that is produced from those animals. I admit it's not a pleasant topic, but it's also not pleasant for the animals. And I would imagine that it's not pleasant for those who might otherwise cover the story to think about the stuff that they continue to insist on eating every day is uh, probably much more dangerous than they would like to admit. So if there are any journalists out there, I would ask you to look into this and maybe check out how often these recalls occur on a Friday or late Thursday after night or early Saturday morning uh, in the low point of the news cycle, which you would imagine for a recall of dangerous, potentially fatal food products, you wouldn't want to play those little games with scheduling things such that people don't hear about it. But uh, if you look into that, I'm sure that uh, there are some interesting facts to find there. And with that, I will shut up about the meat recall topic for at least another few weeks. Okay, and that is going to be it for VegCast number 32. Thank you, everybody, for downloading us, and we will have another VegCast coming out by Halloween, so be sure to subscribe. If you don't already, you can go to iTunes or other podcatching software to subscribe to VegCast. And, of course, thank you to Dr. John McDougall for being on today's show, and be sure to check out his soups. Thanks to Paul Nordquist, who wrote the song, We Can Make Soup. And we'll be back at you, as I say, with VegCast33 soon. Until then, get out there and live like you mean it. VegCast!